This is Gigglemugs, a place for chuckles and a podcast for the curious. Here, Rob and Lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week, and invariably <laughs> fall short. Over to you, gentlemen. I know, highlight. Hi, Rob. <laughs> it's not like we just discussed something that failed. <sighs> Yes. Uh, Rob do you want failed. to tell the audience what happened, Rob? I would like to welcome everyone to episode two of Google Mugs and never think about it again. This is the second time we're recording this because it's... the first time we did it, Rob <laughs> forgot to click the record button. Episode two, version two. Thankfully, he noticed within a few minutes <laughs> and not at the end of the episode. If you hadn't had mic issues, we would have done the whole episode not recorded. Uh, you know what? I'm Rob. You're Lloyd. We're in charge. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> you're not Rob. You're Lloyd. <laughs> We're all Rob and Lloyd. Rob. Uh, oh, Lloyd. aren't we all? I am drinking the abomination, Lloyd. Bum, bum, bum. Courtesy of the enemy of the podcast. Not a enemy of the podcast. The, I've just decided the the enemy of the podcast. Maybe upgraded to Nemesis. First episode of the rebrand of giggle mugs uh jared enemy of the podcast is like hey you guys should drink this abomination it'll be great for you so he's, he's trying to he's trying to kill us off immediately yes and as i love guinness with all my heart just couldn't bring myself to do it you have happily volunteered as tribute as tribute. You're the jennifer lawrence of this podcast i feel like that often <laughs> so jared sent us a picture of some old lady that somewhere ordered a half and half milk and guinness and so prior to the first attempt at recording episode two, I had a small amount of milk sitting in my beer glass, uh, to which I have now done the can, wow, Guinness, um, and topped it up to, to, <laughs> to double that volume. And I'm going to pretend like I haven't drunk it already. Wow, Lloyd, it's kind of brown and gray. Interesting. Mm. So where we got to, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of like, I don't drink a lot of glasses of milk because uh, I'm an adult, I guess. And <laughs> it's kind of just like, it's like a little bit like a chalk milk, except it tastes a bit like Guinness and mm. not like chocolate and still yeah. like, and still like milk. <laughs> so it's not, it's not good, but it's not offensive. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't died yet. I don't know if it's like a slow burn death. Would you order one? No, I hope that old lady, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm sure she's, wonderful. but I'm sure, I'm sure part of that though is, Yes, you don't order it because it's weird and it would taste average. But you also don't want to go to a pub and be like, hey, how's it going? You guys have Guinness? Great. You have milk? Awesome. Put them together. <laughs> I put milk and then Guinness. I wonder if they... Does she ask for it to be poured in at the same time? I don't know. I don't think it's worth trying all the different iterations of <laughs> you don't? gilk. But... <laughs> Jared, nemesis of the podcast, will be so disappointed. And don't ever call it Gilk again. <laughs> it's obviously McGuinness. McGuinness. <laughs> Didn't we have a teacher in high school called McGuinness? Yep. He looked like a wombat, I remember. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, Guinness. Just I'm regular a- Guinness. I'm not putting anything in it except your Guinness. Saliva and... Yeah, tongue, I guess. some back some backwash, I guess. <laughs> tongue, I, I guess. <laughs> is that not how you, how you drink? Uh, I think it mostly stays in my mouth. The tongue or the drink? <laughs> the t- both. <laughs> uh, a regular old unadulterated Guinness. Okay, that's great. Um, would you, Lloyd, like to know how far apart episode two of Giggle Mugs? I think the more I say it, the more people would be like, oh, I guess that's what it's been for a thousand years. Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs. Yeah. <laughs> say that. As many times as you can fast. I heard you did. It was way, I, that was as many as I could do. Uh, was it like six? I was out of breath. I'm sick. <laughs> See? Wow. I'm going to edit that out. Stop sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to know how far apart we are on this fateful day? I would love to. Between us, there are 40 million, 641,300 and poor Findig kitchen sinks from Ikea. Oh, nice. The specific model. 
Wow. I mean, so cool. f- for your reference, this specific model is the absolute basic bitch kitchen sink from Ikea. How much is it? 60 bucks. Oh, that's a good value for a sink. Yeah. I have no idea how much sinks cost. I don't know why I said that. Well, 60 bucks never is... never bought a sink before in my life. 60 bucks is on the lowest, the basic bitchest end. So I think they, they just go up from there, Lloyd. Uh, yeah. But if you were to purchase the number of sinks required to stretch between us, uh, a number that you obviously remember, it would cost you uh, $2,438,478,260.87. Well, if this podcast blows up, we can make that a reality. I cannot wait. Um, and that's all the research I did for this episode. So over to you, Lloyd. <laughs> awesome. Uh, that was a very strong segue, Rob. I'm Deeply obvious. It's not, not as loose as, as usual. Not as tenuous. The rest of my life is so loose and falling apart that I wanted this to stay strong. <laughs> wow, you're doing okay, bud? No, I'm drinking milk and Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. This is rock bottom. Tell me about uh, what I assume is something to do with kitchen sinks. It's actually not too bad. I might get some more milk. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> I learned that in uh, 2005, mm. during the blockbuster Netflix war. On terror? Uh, yeah. Um, the During a uh, conference call with all the investors and, and the like, public meetings with Netflix's team. Yep. Hastings, who was the CEO of Netflix at the time, said that Blockbuster was throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink during their war. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, Hastings received a kitchen sink in the mail from Antioco, who was the who was the CEO of Blockbuster at the time. That's like super. It's real petty. It's super petty. Blockbuster uh, seem like little children in this story. They do not come across mm-hmm. all that well. Um, we'll, we'll just. Breeze over that this basically. Netflix, I want to know the whole story. I'm not going to give it to you. All right, I'll give it to you. So basically, Netflix <laughs> uh, was it sexual? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want it to be, Lloyd. Like. Uh, Netflix approached Blockbuster pretty early on and was like, "Hey, you should have an online rental service, and we'll run it, mm. and you can like buy Netflix as well, and we'll like team up." And essentially. Uh, Hastings said that he was laughed out of that meeting. Yeah. And, like, literally, he said they were stifling back laughter because they were that cocky. And then, obviously, Blockbuster tanked. Netflix, Netflix soared. Netflix. 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 <laughs> uh, soared, and Blockbuster went out of business. But the main takeaway from that that I read is that Blockbuster was basically the Netflix of the 90s and that they were the best, easiest, and cheapest way to get content into someone's house. And then Netflix uh, yeah, was like, there's, so. there's a better way to do that. And instead of Blockbuster adapting and realizing our business model is getting content into people's houses cheap, they were like, our business is brick and mortar and having shelves. <laughs> and they refused to adapt. Yeah. <clears throat> Fools. Fools indeed. Fools indeed. <laughs> and that's all I have on the Netflix Blockbuster thing. I have just have some anecdotes pretty quick in and out. So apparently... Mr. Hastings, his first name was Reed, very American, in 1997, returned Apollo 13 six weeks late um, and had his soul crushed by the $40 late fee from Blockbuster. Late fees, those fuckers. Yeah, and he hated this so much that he immediately started his own company doing video mail rental, and that's how Netflix was born. That's so, like, my wife tells me that I'm reactive, but that's pretty reactive to a $40 late fee. Deeply to start a whole company. I mean, it worked out great for him in the end. But. Super great. Netflix hit a million scubscribers. Scrub <laughs> We're doing really well. good with the <laughs> no, I'm announcing really of legs today. Uh, in the next three years after the laughing incident, and they got their no late fees, and Blockbuster tried to compete by removing their late fees at, at some point. But turns out their late fees generated $800 million in revenue. 16% of their revenue. 16? Yeah. Oh my lord, that is a crime. Also, they said they got rid of late fees, but they did actually not. And they were investigated by, um, like, the, the, whatever, the The Better Business SEC. um, Because... They said there's no late fees, but if it's eight days late, you have to pay back the value of the like the product. Oh, savage. <laughs> which is a late fee. Sorry, but that's a late fee. 
Ooh. But legally, they didn't have to call it a late fee. That is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that an actual kitchen sink was mailed because it read like an urban kind of urban legend, but I think it actually yeah. happened. Genuinely happened. Not an urban not legend. Some, not but yet. Very exciting. So I'm just going to pour the rest of my Guinness into a glass so that it looks like Guinness instead of milky dregs. Yeah, instead of gilk. <laughs> you have more on the story that you would like to drop? Uh, final nail in the coffin. So the, the so this, this is war. Netflix kicks off, gets a bunch of subscribers. Blockbuster tries a few things, fails pretty hard. Final nail in the coffin is one of Blockbuster's key investors was a bloke called Carl Ican. I can? Carl I can. Carl. <laughs> Uh, whose 10% stake got him three board seats. And he did not like... Who's the blockbuster guy? Anti-Coco? Anti-Coco. Anti-Coco Broco. Um, They fell out. And in 2007, he bought Anti-Coco Broco out. And I think he was like, that's fine. Because he got a $3 million bonus and a $5 million buyout. Well, yeah, I would take that for a failing company. In 2007. And I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. See you later, Blockbuster. And then Carl installs his own CEO who used to run 7-Elevens or something. Uh, and they've removed focus from their growing online business. Like they were about to potentially beat Netflix because they finally- they had They had, uh, I think it was 2 million users on yeah, their online on service. Blockbuster Online. And Netflix was at six or seven million at this point, so they yeah. were still lagging. But I mean, that's a market share. Two million out of eight million is like definitely you can survive and make a lot of money. Yeah, because then this guy the... was like, you know, who's a really good modern company is the famously brick and mortar Seven Eleven. Let's get that guy. Seven <laughs> Eleven online. Here's a shitty sandwich in the post. <laughs> <laughs> in the post, smushed into a small envelope. Oh, delicious. Uh, so they removed focus from their like threatening online business, reinstated full late fees and tried to build revenue to pay off their mounting debt. And then there was a global financial crisis, 2008, bankruptcy, 2010, 2010, Netflix hit 20 million subscribers and began expanding overseas. Just <laughs> straight up. Like it's just like double middle fingers to you, Blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, they, they great premise and like i think we went to video easy actually that was the one by us wasn't it no that was, or was a, it, a blockbuster? it was a blockbuster i loved going to blockbuster and like getting movies and, right and, and stuff we were only allowed so, weeklies though or it was it was a special occasion if you if you were to get a three-nighter or or whatever they were called like the specials yeah. or the new new releases so the the memories have a special place but the company itself just seems terribly run shithole um, um no, you're an arm. We said we weren't going to say that. <laughs> I know. And then we said two really big loud ones at the same time. I have a couple of blockbuster facts, but I didn't write this down. This one in particular. Did you see the new blockbuster TV show? Oh, with... Uh, yes, I did. It looks pretty good, actually. Looking I'd, forward to seeing it. I'd give it a whirl. Yep. Um, yeah. But I don't think it'll be very good. <laughs> I think well, it'll just I'm be like... It's the same old like Superstore. Um, it's all those shows. It'll be the same. Yeah, it's just a sitcom, but it's got Melissa Fumero in it, which I'm good with because she is an excellent actress. <laughs> she is quite good at acting. Um, I got a couple of, uh, of of blockbuster facts. Yeah, let's trade them. I got a couple of related factor Rooney's also. Did you hear about the blockbuster block party in Albuquerque, New Mexico? The blockbuster? No, I didn't. Tell me all about it. Such a good idea, and I'm devastated it never came to fruition. So the executives in 1994... Uh, wanted to open a giant 60,000 square feet adult amusement park dubbed the Blockbuster Block Party. What? It would have had laser tag, mazes, and motion simulator rides. And the, the press referred fuck. to it <laughs> as a miniature Disneyland on steroids. Hectic. And that would have been at peak Blockbuster uh, yeah. share value, I guess. That would, would have, have been, been awesome. Yeah. Didn't Why, why didn't it happen? The only information I could see was, quote, the concept never caught on, which is insane because I that... read it and it immediately caught on. <laughs> let's do it, Lloyd. Let's bring it back. No, let's not do that. I uh, mean, they were like, you know what would be cool is like laser tag and mazes and rides and like in a big blockbuster. And someone was like, that sounds shit. Yeah. Uh, blockbust me, Lloyd. So there is fam- my block. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> there is famously still a blockbuster open, 
which in is what Oregon. the TV show revolves around. It's independently owned. The last Blockbuster-owned Blockbuster mm. closed in 2013. Was it? Do you want to know the last movie that they rented? <gasps> Can I guess? Oh, yeah. You're going to have to... I think it's only fair that you give me a genre. Uh, relatively genre-defying, but we'll say 2013. I mean... Sorry. Is that a whole I, genre of movies? I had the uh, the Google page open in front of me, <laughs> and 2013 was in big letters, and I have a silly monkey brain. So I just wrote that out to you. Uh, but we'll say comedy. Comedy, and it was 2013. Uh, I reckon we are... Oh, is it something super ironic, because it's the last one they rented? Yes! Oh, is it? Ooh, uh, okay. Is it... Oh, um, the one about Facebook online stuff. The... Nope facebook show what was that called i thought i thought it's the social network that i one. thought that this movie came out a lot later than it did actually i'm surprised that it's nine years old uh yeah i have i got zero clue i guessed i guessed this is going super well i guessed the social network and i was wrong it is seth rogan's star-packed apocalyptic comedy oh, this is the end oh that's amazing I isn't that so good that came out later than that right june 2013 it's insane i would have guessed like 2017 at the earliest 2018 yeah time is a son of a bitch <laughs> it really is that is that's that's nicely poetic though i like that one yeah it is and it, they made a note in the article of saying that he still had to return it <laughs> paid like eight thousand dollars in late fees Please. i actually i actually got uh um before i left australia i got a letter from a collection agency that i owed <laughs> late fees to blockbuster and this was like 2012 so yeah. they've been gone for a while yeah um like not gone but they've been dying for a while mm. and it was like seven dollars in late fees oh, still haven't wow. paid it yeah fuck them um just off the back of that this is not my return fact but the last blockbuster that closed in australia was a, another independently owned one uh was actually in morley in perth yeah it was um 20, i used to drive by it yeah 2019 yeah uh i had a had a quick scooch around google maps there's still a civic video open in perth wow it's in some shitty suburb called kiara never heard of it yeah but, i think uh, i think um i reckon that the ones that exist now are making money off novelty yeah the in fact the the blockbuster that's open has got the license to blockbuster merch so they oh, sell yeah. like hats and t-shirts yeah, which yeah. is great like everyone will want that retro but shit. i think i don't think it's coming back like books came back because it was like anti-technology. It feels good to hold and read a book, but God, even if you what if it like felt good to rent a movie, I like I have a PlayStation in my bedroom that would play DVDs, but my TV doesn't have a DVD player. My laptop doesn't have a CD slot anymore. Like I just can't rent and watch yeah, movies like my that the old-fashioned way. My laptop's pretty old school. It's still got a CD slot, nice. uh, but that would be the only way. And also. I just like don't care about DVDs as much as I do about like books and physical music. Yeah, fair enough. All right, my throwback fact is that Netflix still has two million male DVDs. Not not man, like post. <laughs> it's just a bunch of male subscribers. They still have two million post DVD subscribers. People, really? The, yeah, that part of the business still exists. Like, well, I. What I babysat in, in Boston when I first moved here, yeah. and there was it's called Redbox, but it's like the same thing as Netflix. Mm. And mm-hmm. that she was like, "Here's ten bucks. Take her down to Redbox and pick a movie." I was like, "What are you talking? What? Can just I just gonna... log into Hulu on your TV? <laughs> like, why am I going to Redbox?" That's real weird. I was genuinely astounded, and I did a separate Google search. I typed Netflix mail order. And <laughs> this is unrelated. I typed Netflix mail order, and the first suggestion from Google was Netflix mail order wife. I was like, "What? <laughs> Ow. They're really branching out." <laughs> Uh, but you can, I, I, I saw someone like do a little screenshot of this is how you would do it if you wanted. And it's in your Netflix account. You have to go into a few settings, uh, but you can wow. pay $8 a month for one disc at a time or $12 a month for two. And That's I think, wild. I think you have to have signed up for regular old Netflix that you can't just sign up for this, except for those 2 million men that are <laughs> <laughs> 2 million dudes getting DVDs sent to them. The the weird thing is, I can envision people doing that who like haven't adapted. They're struggling to adapt to this new 
screen touch world but it sounds like you have to get into the app <laughs> yeah. to do it i, I think they're You've, all i think they're all they'd be from a while ago you, and they grandfathered kept, in and they've just kept it as like a quirky yeah. feature but yeah. like but apparently there are some dvds and movies that you can get through the mail that they don't have on the online service so there's like exclusive to dvd releases <laughs> well uh amazing my last tidbit is the top 10 rented movies oh from blockbuster uh yes does it include the adult section blockbuster never had an adult section what would i know i was like 12 they um <laughs> they they the owner said while we don't care that people watch pornography we want our place to be somewhere where parents can come and let their kids just like run around yeah okay uh, i can okay. run around in porn i don't know what's wrong with that <laughs> like in a shot in the background <laughs> <laughs> um, um top 10 you want you want to have a crack at the top two and then i'll just rattle off the top the two rented movies of all time up till 2010 well bearing in mind blockbuster like tanked post 2000 so i'll I'll let you know now that these are like early 2000s 90s movies i suck at movies uh i don't know we're gonna go like what was what what was popular something from disney uh yep not in the top two but there's a there's a disney in there lion king yeah lion king is seven yep makes sense uh what were super popular movies when people still went to the movies? It'll be pretty obvious when I list them out to you, but... Saving Private Ryan. No. Black Hawk Down. No. These are just movies that you like. <laughs> They're the only movies I know, Lloyd. Um, I'm pretty sure you know of these movies. Like, yes, but like, okay, just hit me 10, ten to 1. Home Alone, Batman, Forrest Gump, which, Lion which, King. Which Batman? It's just Batman. I think there was the... Uh, was that uh, what's his face? Uh, I don't care you know the guy. <laughs> uh, Forrest Gump, Lion King, The Empire Strikes Back, Independence oh. Day, oh. Return of the Jedi, oh. Jurassic Park, E.T., oh. Star Wars, A New Hope. A New Hope. So three Star Wars in there. Which one was A New Hope? Um, like episode one of the three. one of the Star Wars ones. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Don't do it in your serious voice. Make me think you're actually into this. <laughs> I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I don't know. <laughs> You're a pretty small Star Wars guy. <laughs> Listen here, you son of a bitch. It's my favorite joke of all time. <laughs> that is upsetting. Um, yeah, a pretty, pretty. I'm surprised. Uh, I didn't realize Independence Day was that big. I didn't really, didn't really vibe with that movie. But really? There you go. Number I, five. I enjoyed it. That's Will Smith, right? Yes, and some aliens. Yeah. Uh, all the other ones were pretty expected. Batman yeah. was kind of surprising, actually, but yeah. I mean, considering it, it was like pre-superhero taking over the world. Oh, don't get you don't have started, to get worked, worked up, Rob. It's okay. Uh, uh, that's all. We're really good at the ums today. We yeah, are crushing it. Ums uh, and that's the pronunciation. All I had. All right, I got a couple of quick follow-ups to hit that sweet timer mark that we don't do because everything is natural enough <clears> to cuff. Um, I looked up a few big company rivalries. Coke versus Pepsi. So, I bring this one up because Pepsi had a dope campaign uh, to be better than Coke. And it was super weird because just recently, Netflix have released a kind of documentary on this. Uh, Ooh, ties in. in. Yeah, in... Uh, didn't write a year. In a year before this one, <laughs> um, they had this ad campaign called Drink Pepsi, Get Stuff, which is great. That works for me love that uh, yeah so it was you buy a pepsi and you get points that you can like collect and redeem for merch and shit and they had a tv ad where they joked that if anyone could get seven million points they'd give them a harrier jump jet oh my god i saw this <laughs> yeah fools so stupid yeah. there's always going to be someone that's like here we go jump jet time uh i don't know how he went about it and i guess that's what the netflix documentary is for but this bloke somehow got seven million points and was like where my jump jet at <laughs> and they were like oh ooh, soz but apparently he took them to court and lost being told by the judge that any reasonable person would assume this was a joke which i think is a bit unfair they should at the very least give him the cash 
payout equivalent to the price of Harrier Jump Jet. You should be liable. I think they're for worth like a billion dollars. <laughs> well, don't advertise it then. Yeah, um, I think watching very briefly watching the trailer when it came up because I was like, oh damn, that's the thing I just read about. Um, I think they changed the ad afterwards to put like little brackets under the get stuff like this one's obviously a joke you dick <laughs> it's not obviously a joke like you said if you get this many we'll give you a thing yeah it's not like haha we're sorry we're kidding <laughs> that's the other, end of the other... segment lloyd oh i thought you had more cump rivalries but i did but that that's, one. that's time and i like i like where that finished the other ones were just about shoes and stars and Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan and Adolf Dassler and all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all of the Shaq Jordan, Adolf Hitler and and Shaq had a big rivalry. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what happened. Uh, Lloyd, it's time for a genuine brand new segment that's not a joke. An actual, an actual segment. Um, And we're going to... I don't know. Improv. Let's introduce it. We're going to improv the intro. Shaq! Shark, shark, shark. Shark. Shark, shark. I think we fucking crushed that. I reckon we'll we snip that and put it in every episode. It's going to be perfect. So I guess it's about sharks. Tell us all about it. This is your, it's your brainchild and I love it. So I read about a, a little bracelet thing that you can buy. comes with a, like a QR code that you can scan and you get assigned a shark. Oh, yeah. And you were like... Rob, we should do this. And I was like, I'm not paying for shit. I'm not buying a dumb fucking bracelet thing. There's got to be a website we can do it for free. So we found a website where we can do it for free, track sharks. Rob and I are going to pick a shark each and then we're going to race. It's shark races, y'all. Shark race. So I think today we will do the shark reveal and maybe we'll do like a top trumps. We'll compare shark stats. And then in the next version of shark, shark, shark race, um, we will see how far they've traveled in in, in the period. It's going to be great. Shark race. All, All right, Lloyd. Right. Why don't we? <laughs> that was, that uh, yeah, let's just, do, let's, just, let's just do names. What's your What's your number one? What's your in the red corner, in the Welsh corner? What is your number one pick for shark race? Iron bound. Ooh, love it! I did not pick that, so we're in the clear. Excellent. And who did you get? I. Uh, who did I choose? I chose Ulysses. Nice. Ulysses. Oh, damn it! I should have spoke up. I was going to try and guess who you got, and that would have been my first guess. Really? Damn. No, even nice. though there was a shark there called Rob. <laughs> yeah, even though there was a shark there called Robert and a shark called Bob. Yeah, there was. I saw that as well. Yeah. Uh, so let us compare species. What species is your shark? It is a white shark, a <laughs> Carcharodon carcarius. I don't know if, if is great white shark a type of white shark or oh. is it just is the great like a marketing thing? They do kind of look like, or the picture of Ulysses looks like one. He's also a white shark. Or Carcharodon Carcharius. Time for a quick little Google. White shark, Carcharodon Carcharius, also called great white shark yes. or white punter. Nice. So we both picked the obvious shark. Love <laughs> well, that. we didn't know that though. I was just going by name. How long? My Big? shark, long ironbound, is 12 feet 4 inches long. <laughs> My shack, Ulysses, is 12 feet, 4 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you would laugh because your shark was like 19 feet long. <laughs> I wish. Uh, that's right. hilarious. So they're basically the same shark. Wait. <laughs> For what? What is the weight of your shark? <laughs> uh, 990 pounds. Ha 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 ha. Oh, 1,189 so- mighty pounds. Damn it. Iron bound. Ironbound is chubbier than you. Yeah, he's a fat boy. I'm going to swim heaps further. My shark is lean. Uh, what other facts uh, do have we you, got? There's, there's an about about section. Oh, yeah. Tell, tell me about Ironbound. Ironbound is named after West Ironbound Island near Nova Scotia. Hectic. He is... That doesn't sound right. He's 53. Yeah. He's 53, spot tagged by Osearch. Oh, by the way, Osearch is this uh, shark tracking website and they do lots of fundraising and research on sharks to protect them because they're amazing and we should protect them and stop killing them. Yeah, their um, theme tune, their theme tune, their motto is facts over fear, which is great. 
the facts over fear. And um, also, he... it's not... Sorry, I just got to jump in a few more times. It's not Osearch because it's spelt like ocean, so it must be Osearch. Osearch. Osearch, facts over fear. <laughs> Sean Connery presents Osearch. <laughs> Sharks uh... for everyone. <laughs> He was tagged in the Northwest Atlantic Ocean. It's the last thing I had to get. It's literally the last thing I had to say. <laughs> so, what have you got on Ulysses? Uh, apparently, this is, a, this is a whole paragraph here. I'm just going to read it verbatim. He is boldly named after the founder of Oshurch, partner and fine Swiss watchmaker, Ulysses Nardin. Wow. Ulysses, the true definition of exploration and bravery, is not only a tribute to the great Swiss watchmaker, but also the Roman name for Odysseus, the Greek hero of the Iliad. Heralded by Homer, lauded by Tennyson and Joyce, Ulysses has been used to name ships, submarines, spacecraft, and now a magnificent great white shark. May he long explore our seas! Wow, what a powerful ending. That was incredible. I hadn't read it until just then. <laughs> May he long explore our seas. This t-shirt I did right there. Well, where's, where does Ulysses travel? Where's he from? <laughs> Location tagged. Ironbound Island. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, um, what's his... Some... But if you look at his, his movement... Oh, yeah, we've got a little map. Where's, where's he live? Uh, first ping, uh, you know, the North Atlantic Ocean, up upstate New York. No, I guess it's near Nova Scotia. And he basically has ranged up and down the East Coast. I think our sharks are probably friends. I reckon they might be, which is which yeah. makes the race even better. Because my my shark, um, Ironbound, mm. has rounded the the Gulf of Florida into the Gulf of Mexico oh, and okay. up as high as. Zoom, enhance, enhance, enhance. enhance. Uh, up as high as the Saint Pierre Bank, which I think is in Canada. Saint Pierre Bank. Oh, I had to zoom in a lot. Yeah, okay, that's near Ironbound Island, so and a place Makes called sense. Sydney, apparently. They're 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 definitely shark friends, which is which yeah, is dope. for sure. So which is awesome. Uh, Ulysses was first tagged, I believe, two hundred and forty-seven days ago, and in that time, he appears to have travelled three thousand eight hundred and eighty-five miles. Very nice. Ironbound was tagged six hundred and seventy-four days ago. Whoa! What a hero! And has travelled since then 15,000 miles. Like, flat? No, 15,448. I'm writing it down, so I need the numbers. 448. All right, so I mean... three miles in the last 24 hours, but he's also done three miles in the last 72 hours, so he spent two days just completely Mm. still. (laughs) He's dead, actually. Yeah. (laughs) The great iron bound has sunk. (laughs) Uh, so what we're going to do is next time we will just compare their overall score because the way that they ping or don't ping uh, is a little bit inconsistent. So we're hoping that uh, their since first tag distance will be the most accurate. We've written down the numbers we've got now. And at the next point, we'll see what those numbers are. Do the maths and one of us will win. Uh, so that was the debut of Shock, 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 Shock Race. <laughs> I'm just going to use that as the intro. I think that's better. <laughs> How many shark, 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 shark races can you do? You want me to keep... You want to, like, layer them? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Shark, 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 shark race! <laughs> I'm starting to hit my throat now, so... <laughs> I'm thrilled. You have to edit this, though, so i got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, All right. That was excellent. Uh, shark, shark racing done for for this week. You have to regale us with your learnings. I learned this week, Lloyd, that in July 2018, scientists from Russia, uh, just a fact, they're from Russia, they might have been nice people, we don't care about them anymore. Scientists from Russia collected and analysed 300 prehistoric worms from the permafrost in the Arctic. After being thawed, two of the worms began to move and even eat. One who we shall dub Tatiana, was dated at 32,000 years old. And the other, the only other Russian name I could think of was Olga, <laughs> was dated at 41,007 years old. That is unbelievable. It is unbelievable, Rob, but an incredible twist of fate and table turning. I got a bone to pick, son. I reckon I know what it is, and I stand by the worms. What's your bone? 
Well, it just you do it. Well, my bone is that it, the. Uh, oh, really? I think the worms <laughs> are from the. They're not contaminant con, con, contaminatory. Is that a word? I don't think they're contaminatory worms. Mm-hmm. But it was not the worms that were dated, but the soil that they were in. Indeed. So, just saying. <laughs> but how else would you? Moment. How else would you? Ask my old ears. <laughs> they're both female, actually. So, ask them. Uh, actually, they think they realize that one is now a monosexual reproducing worm. So he is still incorrect, Lloyd. They. I don't know how they're gendered, Rob. It's 2022. They can identify however they want. I'm still incorrect, but... <laughs> but so are you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we're all wrong. You got me. Uh, yeah, they dated the soil. Um, I think it was 300 soil samples, not 300 worms, right? And they happened to find a couple of worms. Uh, well, I don't have all the research open. I have my page that says 300 prehistoric worms, so... Yeah, you're oh, probably that was right. <laughs> that was the only bone picking we had to do. <laughs> you nailed it. Feels good. I know why you do this now. I like yeah, it. I love trying to make you wrong. Uh, so this this for, for once I haven't, I haven't I haven't got a lot of backstory. Oh no, I that's think wrong. There is a thing. My original fact doesn't have a lot of backstory. I wrote a bunch of stuff after that. Oh yeah. So it's one of those great ones that's just like they found worms and they they're alive and it's awesome. It's yeah. because unfortunately the source of a lot of my learnings unbelievably comes through like social media Mm. so uh that's where i discovered this one just as that little like here was a thing that happened kind of thing and i was like oh i wonder what else happened uh apparently there's also uh, like a a, i guess a meme version of it like with a graphic and it's like the words that i just explained plus a picture of like the most alien like nightmare worm the one with the gaping maw <laughs> and the teeth and stuff <laughs> like from star wars yeah this is incredibly nice. inaccurate the worms that were discovered uh were not nightmares <laughs> uh nor weird extinct species that might have been nightmares uh they are known types of worms they are classified as panagrolamus <laughs> lamus <laughs> and Oh no, sorry, that's still the same one. Panagrolamus detri- detritophagus and plectus parvus, which is way easier to say. Uh, I googled both of them, and as expected, they look like worms. Yeah. Small, Pretty smallish, wormy. Smallish worms. Couple of wormy boys. Not. And they're super, they're like everywhere, right? I haven't seen any at my house. Like we, they're probably in a lot of tap water and stuff. They're just like a little bit, they're just everywhere oh are they like in guinness i assume so oh. although guinness is probably boiled at some point so yeah maybe definitely not. i mean so it's just dead worms in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Better? as you mentioned we're not sure if the worms are that old uh sounds a little science fictiony but these types of worms that i am not going to say again except that one of them was called lamus uh <laughs> have been known to survive incredibly long times at incredibly low temperatures and i think it's even been demonstrated like within science's proper lifetime uh, that in the ballpark of 40 years they can survive at incredibly low temperatures um, yeah but i guess like forty thousand years is just a little bit longer <laughs> so some people uh have questioned it like you and and me Lloyd. i i even did my own fact check wow bye I say did my own fact check. I did not go to Russia to investigate personally. Oh. But I did take a precious few minutes of my time and visited a couple of websites that were 98% advertising. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they That's also, how you know it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they said, oh, we're going to fact check this thing that was on social media. Uh, so who knows if this is right or not. But basically... The, the, the key facts from the fact check is the claim is based on a real study from 2015. So it's not totally fake. That's exciting. The worms were in fact collected from deep permafrost samples near Yakutia in Siberia. Check. The worms were... Re- so far, so good. So far, so good. The worms were retained at freezing temperatures and then slowly thawed to room temperature in Petri dishes, which is science glass. Uh, <laughs> with a... 
A culture of food and stuff to encourage growth. Not from the shop in Parks and Rec, but... That's exactly what I was thinking. Food and stuff. Mm. So where you get your food and your stuff. And most of my stuff. <laughs> uh, after a few weeks in this culture, the worms started to move and eat. Check. Correct. This is all in the study. Everyone's into it. Uh, after thawing, the worms even multiplied, which they can do because they are nematodes. Nice. So they can just get it all done. Handy all by them. Yeah, get it all done all by them lonesomes. Uh, this is a half check. This was reported in some sources, but not others. Uh, and the age, obviously, is a big question. Also, half check. Like you said, the dating process was done on the permafrost that they were in, so there is some question as to whether the samples were either contaminated or these worms got there later. But I'm a little unsure because the samples were deep, like deep permafrost. They drilled to get these samples. Yeah. So it's. I don't. I think it's relatively low likelihood that. Uh, worms have been drilling to the same depth. So a couple of websites wrote, scientists are unsure, and then a link. And I actually decided to click the link. And Mm-mm. then multiple times linked Virus. to a, a Twitter thread by a eco-paleologist, or whatever her title is, who basically said that she thinks it's unlikely that they weren't just modern worms that somehow got in there, and that they're just so common. Like, they probably just got in there somehow. But the Russians were like, uh, no, we're pretty fucking good scientists. We don't, <laughs> we don't just, like, leave soil lying around. We have, like, strict procedures that we follow. And then, like, what you said, the worms only burrow three feet because... Mm. Um, no, sorry. the Yeah, the worms only burrow up to three feet because that's how low it defrosts. And they pulled it from the permafrost at 15 to 100 feet. So not only do they not borrow that far, I just don't think they can because it's frozen solid. Pretty frozen. So I think I, I... I reckon we got old worms. Yeah, I think they're old worms. I'm into it. I mean, I'm not into old worms, but... I was just about to say go Russia, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah, no. Go science. Go science. Uh, so what, what what can you tell me related to worms? I've got a couple of, uh, of wormy boys. <laughs> just with you? Do you know... <laughs> Always. Do you know how many species of worm there are in the world? Four. Twenty thousand. No. Ah, like to the, to the, to the zero. Exactly twenty. Every time they find a new one, they just they wipe it out. Kill it. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> another one. Butts, butts, butts. <laughs> just a scientist with a mallet. <laughs> Get old Brian in here again. Word show. Batman dressed as a worm. Uh, <laughs> It's a callback that almost worked, except you... Oh, it kind of worked a lot because your voice distorted terribly. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, I have one, two, three, four <laughs> other worm facts. I don't know if you have non-worm-related tidbits or you want to go back and forth. I have non, non-worm-related things, so I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear your, your worm stuff. I'll fire them away. Um, the first worm, the ancestor of all worms, was probably from around 209 million years ago. That is so, an old worm about as old as dinosaurs and some mammals. Damn. Um, I tried looking up the world's most dangerous worms, and it was just an incredibly <laughs> depressing list of various awful disease-causing bacteria. Oh, uh, and like the ones that get all up inside you? Yeah, like brain-eating amoebas. And, like, not, uh, not as fun as snakes. Yeah, yeah snakes are way better. <laughs> but, Rob, can you tell me how long the longest worm in the world is? God, I love this game. The longest worm in the world. I reckon it's super long because, like, tapeworms can get long inside you because they're all coiled up and such. So I reckon, end to end, the longest worm in the world is eighteen meters. Wow, that's super long. No, it's not. Wow. But I am going to Google how long the world's longest tapeworm is because I like where your head's at. Mm, big old worms. That's where I'm at. Because it seems like they can be get pretty long yeah okay so this is tapeworms can get up to 82 feet which is longer than what i have i wonder if tapeworm (laughs) is technically not a type of worm yeah maybe it's considered a a a gut snake (laughs) (laughs) is a tapeworm a worm tapeworms are flatworms yeah i don't know where the fuck i got this from but it's still terrifying (laughs) because this worm is not inside it's not microscopic it is like a worm that you see when it rains and they come up on the sidewalk. Okay. And then it is um, 
X, like this, like if. Oh my god! Tell me how big it is. Six point seven meters long. Blah. <laughs> but like it, it. Oh my god! Just fucking words. I can't find any of them. <laughs> you know when you drag the corner of a picture on Word and it gets bigger, like in the same yep. way. It's like if you got a regular word and just like so. It's the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's an. Ex- ah! <laughs> it's an expanded word. It's worm. a big word. Yeah, I, I get it. It's also fatter, I assume. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. Oh my god. Um, moving on. <laughs> I have two interesting worms, and then I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> uh, do you? Can you? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, that's disgusting. Uh, tell me something interesting. Um, well, the other one is disgusting. There's a two meter <laughs> worm in Australia uh-huh. that's blue. That's oh, kind of interesting. That is interesting. I like that. And then there's a hammerhead worm, which Ugh. is cannibalistic. Ugh. It uses its hammerhead to hook other worms and then eats them to death. Imagine if you weren't eating them to death, though. Eats them uh, to semi-death. Let's them grow back and then eats them again. Oh, Renewable worms food would source. probably do that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Does it have a hammerhead? It does. It looks really cool. Like the you short? You go to Google. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. Yeah. What, is it called the, ha- was it called the hammerhead worm? The hammerhead worm. I'm sure it has some science name, but I don't know what it is. Uh, Bipalium. Oh, by the way, that 6.7 meter long worm is called the Microetus rapey. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so we don't gloss over that. <laughs> How could we? The hammerhead worm is terrifying. Uh, yep. what, what was the other one called? My, uh, my, micro. Yep. H-A-E-T-U-S space R-A-P-P-I. The Microetus rapey definitely not how it's pronounced but that's how i'm gonna say it uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big worm that is me it's you should talk worms. now because i'm running out of words <laughs> i uh, i now have a new segment Lloyd. oh i love i love surprise segments <laughs> do you love mine though because they're mostly shit <laughs> well i don't love it when you say it's a new segment and i get excited and you go oh sorry actually it's just a sentence i'm gonna say to you oh uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob! The new segment is called Rob Can't Find Legitimate Research and So Resorts to His Favorite Clickbait. Hooray! Oh, no. <laughs> I hate myself more every single day. <laughs> um, but I guess the main fact about the worms is from a real science study, so it's okay to do clickbait, right? <laughs> what loose justification was that? Uh, do you want me to repeat it? <laughs> just give me, give me a clickbait <laughs> suck me in and then disappoint me that's in. what she said in okay good so i wanted to know other way more awesome stuff that wasn't worms that had been found in the ice oh mm. good tangent so from the keyboard warriors that have done zero field research and the bare minimum <laughs> which i guess is us uh this is what i have learned in inverted commas hit me a mummified woolly mammoth cub with its fur still intact was found in Siberia in 2010, which is pretty hectic and potentially the one that we talked about way back when in season one, episode three. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember if we talked about it or if I just thought when I read this that, oh, they could have used that (laughs) when they were trying to clone mammoths. (laughs) Too bad they didn't have one of these. Yeah, idiots. But there's a picture of it. It's like, it's got fur on it. It's real weird. It's a baby oh, mammoth, so, so it's not enormous, but like, pretty interesting. That's really cool. I love seeing, like, when they pull up, like, the bug bug people. Yeah. And it's like, God, creepy. that just looks like a person in clothes. And Yeah. There was a Lockheed P-38 Lightning Fighter recovered from oh, the ice in Greenland. That is cool. Yep. In 1992. This- I'm going to annoy you. Was Captain America in it? Ooh, shut up. Because that's how they found him. He was in the ice. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, to, to annoy you further, I'm currently wearing a Captain America t-shirt. I should have saved this for Don't Get Rub Started. Yeah. I just like doing it on a daily basis. It's working. Let me finish the thing about the cool fighter that's nothing to do with Marvel. <laughs> Uh, it had made an emergency landing on the ice in 1942 in Greenland. The crew were rescued and they just abandoned the plane. Uh, oh. And so it sat there, got covered in ice and snow, and eventually in 1992 was dug out of the dug out of 264 foot of ice. Whoa! Which is like 
at least 80 meters. That's wild. And that's not a super long time for it to get buried that deep. Yeah. Considering uh, they didn't bury it, they just left it on the surface. Yeah. Uh, and then it has since been restored to flying condition, which I think is awesome. Wow, what a great uh, advertisement for that <laughs> builder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty dope. So there's a cool picture of it online somewhere. It's called the Glacier Girl, which is also quite cool. Oh, very cool. Um, like I'm into it. I don't think it's as cool as the same. I think it was also a lightning um, that is on that Welsh beach that we talked about also in season one that every so often washes up. In yeah. The sea. Not quite as cool as that, but pretty cool. But same same um, ballpark of, yeah. of like cool. Uh, oh, my God. Robert, St- just keep going. Keep. I'm just going to stay silent. <laughs> Perfect. That's how I like you. Uh, <laughs> in serendipitous relevance to the original fact which is, came from science I might remind great you great word mm, I have all of them maybe that's why you don't have any <laughs> yeah um, there was a Cold War military base being built in Greenland in 1959 and it was called Project Ice Worm oh that's like a nice little hmm yeah it's one of those Hmm. was being built did not get finished uh so i think they built it but then it was like abandoned right because one realized. of those things where you build something during a war and you finish it and then someone's like oh, no war's done yeah so, also they built it and they were like pretty shit place for a base yeah no one wants to be here <laughs> so it was later rediscovered uh because they abandoned it like you do with all things uh, and during excavation, scientists found some parts of, like, f- fully unrelated, but they found some parts of a one million year old plant that was so well preserved that it looked like it had only just died. Wow. Which is super cool. And apparently, That's really cool. also changed the way that the smart science people um, thought about the permanency of Greenland ice. Oh. And I guess also our lives, Lloyd. Is anything really permanent? Not that I've known. Everyone leaves you. Everything <laughs> dies. Everything ends. Uh, oh no! <laughs> and that is episode two. <laughs> <laughs> it almost is. No, gotta bring it back. Ooh, this one's way worse. Uh, in nineteen whatever. Um, <laughs> I assume that I wrote dates for these, but I did not. There was, there was a mountain. In, Christ, I don't even know what the country is. I think it was Argentina. Uh, there's a big mountain called, oh my, Lulalilak. The test, the test is so small. Lula, this is, this is hard. Lulailaco. 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 That is a lot of L's. It's too many L's. And that's coming from someone who has two L's in a row. Yeah, well, this has six L's, Lloyd. And they're each in rows of two. That's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, up on this big old mountain, way above sea level, where it's pretty cold, uh, three Inca children were found preserved in a cave. Uh, And it was believed that they were drugged and sacrificed and then left in this cave as part of an Incan ritual in around 1500. But. Imagine, like, stumbling upon this. That would be real creepy, I reckon. It would be super creepy. I think, actually, stumbling across any of these discoveries would be creepy. Like, if I just came across an abandoned Cold War base, that would be creepy. Abandoned... I was going to say abandoned mammoth. (laughs) Frozen mammoth, that would be kind of creepy. I think think the the plane might be less creepy. Yeah, the plane would be like, ah, cool, relic. Yeah. Same if you found, like, a ship in ice, like in that movie. National yeah. treasure with. Oh, I think a ship would still be creepy though. I guess it depends on the weather. If yeah. I found it at nighttime, it would be creepy. Oh, everything's creepy at nighttime. Like going yeah. to the toilet is creepy at nighttime. It is. It's everything's every like little sounds. You're like, oh, guess I'm getting murdered on the toilet today. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna go. <laughs> Me and Elvis. He didn't get murdered. <laughs> murdered by his peanut butter, I guess. That's on yeah. him. Uh, that sandwich sounds great, by the way. Little little side note. Have you mm-hmm. heard about that sandwich? What's in it? Peanut butter, bacon banana and honey and then like sandwich pressed like toasty yeah ah oh, sounds so good Def. i would die for that <laughs> he did i get it uh, uh the, is that your ice discoveries nope the incan children i just wanted to finish this one the incan children are now displayed preserved in somewhere called the museum of high altitude archaeology in argentina which sounds wow dope yeah that sounds awesome super niche but 
super niche i would go there though <laughs> would for sure um do you have more things or should i do my last two things in ice no nah, keep going i got nothing here it's things in ice with rob <laughs> <laughs> in yukon in canada uh there was some guy called neil loveless ah, unlucky oh, poor fella he was permafrost mining what apparently cool yeah apparently it's just looking for cool stuff in the ice by blasting it with wa- with a water cannon to melt it no one no one tells you like in middle school that you you're can in like year this. seven no one's like hey did you know that you can water cannon permafrost and look for cool shit no they're like oh you could be a doctor in the captain no one tells you you can be you can do cool shit how, do, you- how, do, how do you fall into into permafrost mining uh yeah no idea uh, but like you now know that, and you are an accountant, so I know, I know. You think I'm proud of that? Oh, I guess not. Me either. I have the most boring job in the world. Ooh, yeah, it's not as cool as blasting permafrost with a water can. You're right. No, I want to discover a Lockheed Martin plane under the ice. That'd be so cool. Uh, anyway, as Neil Loveless was doing this, uh, he was doing a section of ice. A frozen uh, wolf pup mummy was like cool exposed uh which is pretty cool so it's the oldest and most complete wolf fossil or mummy ever found it's fifty-seven thousand years old and apparently it is now helping researchers think about early wolf migration patterns across asia europe and america that's awesome and i bet it probably like the stomach contents are probably mummified as well so they can see diet habits and stuff didn't read so you're saying they find mummies so I say then is I say mummy. I think um, I read a line too forward. It's like they found wolf mummies and fossils throughout the world. This is the oldest wolf fossil preserved, something or other. <clears throat> I, my question: I always <laughs> just assumed mummies were like man, man-made Egyptian oh, things. Uh, but I guess the mummification process happens naturally. Then uh, well. I guess so. It does. Yeah. It's all a little bit. No, of, never thought about it. But. Could be this. Could be that. I was like, damn, those Egyptians got around, huh? Just mummifying mammoths (laughs) and shit. Uh, And finally, Lloyd, and most deliciously, a crate of 100-year-old McKinley whiskey. Whiskey! McKinley whiskey! (laughs) Whiskey. (laughs) Let's go, girls! (laughs) Whiskey! Uh, McKinley whiskey was found in the hut of explorer Ernest Shackleton, who I have to assume we've talked about before. I don't know if we have. We haven't talked about old shackles? Maybe we brought him up during the Voldemort's brother episode. I think we, we must have. He was on an expedition to Antarctica in 1907, and they were found in one of his huts. And the bottles... A hundred bottles of whiskey. No, no. hundred-year-old McKinley whiskey. Oh, I, I think said, I was like, well, that's a lot for an expedition. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be a long one, boys. Uh, <laughs> like, you know you have to carry that. You should take food and water. That's why it was in the hut. I think it was a case. So, I don't know, maybe it was a few bottles. Yeah. Um, the bottles were thawed and are currently being investigated by Scottish distiller White and McKay to see if they can replicate some of the old recipe bits. Oh, cool. But like, surely you would, you would thaw it and you'd like, and drink you'd, it. you'd give it a little sippy sip, right? You would have a sip. I'm Just sure they did. You reckon? They would have said I, it. Uh, maybe they're not allowed to, but they definitely did. Yeah. Do you reckon it would... It's been frozen, which is not helpful, I don't think. Yeah. I reckon it'd be shit. I, it'd be I think terrible. it'd be shit too, but you'd want to you'd do it. Yeah. I th- well, I think, I assume it would separate funny when you thawed it. So you might just be drinking mm. pure old ethanol. <laughs> yeah. Num, 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 num. I'm also a sucker for like good branding and a good label. So if they sold Shackleton Edition Whiskey, I would, I would fall for that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Shackleton frozen whiskey Oh gross It would be like a Like a frozen margarita style Like a slushy A whiskey slushy <laughs> Yeah that, That's enough That has got to be That's episode two There's giggle mugs Unless you have giggle more mugs things to say two. Otherwise I'll just Cut it off I didn't have anything to say At the beginning of the episode Rob <laughs> And then you, when you tried to say stuff You got it all wrong So I got it all wrong It was a rough episode I think you, you did just You did just great Oh, thanks, man. I couldn't be prouder. I didn't use serendipitous in a sentence, though, which is... I only used that because I wrote it down before. I'm a little turned on, I'm not going to lie. Oh, wow. I have... What's that? Uh, Sapio... I'm a sapiosexual. I think that's people who are attracted to smart people. 
which is why I hate myself so much. <laughs> oh, took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode two of Giggle Mugs. Just going to go drown Hopefully, my sorrows real quick. <laughs> you're used to the name change now. Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs. Giggle Mugs, Giggle Mugs. Giggle Mugs, exactly. Thank you so much for listening. Send your complaints and any questions you have for Sean to gigglemugspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gigglemugspod. So drop us a follow and interact with us there. And if you want to listen to the whole back catalogue, including the previous Unintelligent Chat Show episodes, you can find us on all good streaming platforms where podcasts be. We would appreciate if you could uh, you know, share us around and leave us a review. That would help us out. And cheerio. Cheerio. I didn't like that. And cheerio. I hated that too. Maybe I just don't like the way I sound. There's got to be something good in there.